the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he is Ewan Cameron and I'm guessing a perfect Jambo Bear weekend for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yes. Been... So, Listen. The Jambo part of Jambo Bear won on Saturday. The Bear part <laughs> won yesterday. A perfect Jambo Bear weekend. Producer John, I have given you a piece of music for you to play at the top of the show because I'm in such a good mood that I've got a piece of music that I want producer John to play for me for so I can do okay. a happy dance for a brilliant weekend for yours truly. You're doing a right. happy dance. We happy dance. Just time. cue me in, Ewan. All right, I'm standing up now. Right, hold on. I need to go and move the camera so we can see your dance. Yeah, it's a happy dance for what happened at the weekend. Go. Cue up the music for me. You ready? Yeah. No. <laughs> It's not that, mate. Oh, it's not that one. It's not that it's one. It's just that not you, that one. You no. know that one John, quite well. John, 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 John. I WhatsApped you the music to play for my happy dance. It wasn't follow, follow. But right? you, you know that one really well. No, I, no, I don't No, know you, that one. You did, you sang on the Shut show. Shut your face, you. John, look, I'll show you. Wait a second. Look at what I WhatsApped. Wait, where is he? He's there. I right. told him to play that. All right, okay. Get it played. Right. What do you want played? The one I WhatsApped you. No, that rubbish you just played. All right, right. Well, we'll stand up again. And, and John, uh, I'm sure you've got the music now. If you'd like to play the music and Ewan can do his happy dance. Right, you ready? Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Here we go. What's that? What's that? Just dance. That's not my song. Really? Really? I mean, no. 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 no not that one. Mate. <laughs> You're going to piss me off now. Me. Play the music that I sent you a link to on WhatsApp. Did you send up more than one link? I'm trying to... Just the I'm one link. I'm trying to excuse uh, producer John here. No. Because you said, I know you send him lots of things. No, I just sent him the one link and that's it. The one that I sent you right. so I can do my get, happy right, dance. Get ready for your happy right, dance. Right, right, here right, we go. Right, this here, time, this, this time, time, this time. This time. Here, here we go. go. Right. Oh, God. Well, you know you like this one as well. This is one of your favourites. Not that Jumbo one, no. Bear, no. no. Do you want me to play the one you actually sent me? I'm not going to stand up anymore. No, you can no, stand, no, stand, no, up, stand up, honestly. Stand, stand up, up this up. time, right? Okay, funny I've, run it, I've run out of songs. Here yeah, we go. You ready? Yeah. You're da- great for the happy dance. Happy dance. Talk of the tune are the boys in maroon and all Ricky supports them with pride. Zero two Parkhead. We'll get to that shortly. <sighs> that was lovely. What a great start to the show. Right, let's move on. A lot of people ask me, how can you do a podcast with you and Cameron? And I was just asking myself that same question. Well, what was wrong that. with that? That was a happy dance. <sighs> right, okay. Great weekend. We'll get to some feedback first. Oh, do we have to? Yes. 
Thanks, as always, for your correspondence. You can leave your comments uh, on YouTube. Just uh, make sure you comment below. We'll read out the best of them next week. Any feedback you've got for us, good or bad, we're always glad to hear it. Yes, we um, are. Colin says, I would be tempted to watch Ewan on Big Brother as he would 100% get on people's nerves and which, and in turn, which would be quite in entertaining. Also, Stephen, you should be encouraging him as it would mean you would get rid of him for a few weeks. That's <laughs> a very good point, Colin. Also, do you think it would be cheaper for Livingston to go down because if the SPFL decide to do away with artificial surfaces, it could cost them an absolute fortune to go back to grass, which could financially mess them up. A lot of points made in that there, Colin. Um, just very quickly on the Livingston one, do you I, think they prefer I, to get relegated? No, because if they get relegated, they'll disappear like retina. Okay, uh, Koiste1224, Kappa Traxu. Was Stephen selling smack before the podcast? <laughs> Dave says, though, Stephen's tracky top, by the way, tremendous. It's, I, it wasn't. I, you but said I, I, you liked it last week. Well, not on you. I like the top. What do you mean you don't like because it? Because I, I think someone of your age shouldn't be wearing a Kappa top. How? Kappa, I think, is for somebody under the age of 24. Can't. I don't think it's retro. I don't, I, it I, was retro. I don't think men over a certain age can get away with a kappa top. That's something the young team wear. You're no longer that young team. How old are you? 34, 35? Yeah. Right. No. I like the top and it brought back memories. Yeah. But it's not something that I know that I could pull off, and you certainly can't pull it off either. So if you if, wear your wife's scarves and you have that bag. What's wrong with that bag? There's the there's bag. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that bag. That that bag is very handy. I carry all my essential needs in that bag. My wallet, my iPad, my my fragrances. Um, I've also got the chargers in there for my phone and my Your iPad as well. Fragrances. What are you? Boots. <laughs> How many you got? <laughs> Nicola8075 says, you guys are hilarious. Thank you very much. Would you guys do a podcast on tour? Like having a small audience somewhere? We'd prefer a big audience somewhere. Oh, no, I prefer the intimate stuff. No, I'd prefer... Like, do you know what we should do? What? Do you know in this little studio we've got here? Yeah. There's a... What's the space in front of this desk? How many? Eight? People, maybe? We're not having eight people in. We could, You could get more than that. I reckon you could get 20, 20 in there. Nah. Uh, you well, could. If, you, if you put... Oh, if you put chairs uh, if you put, If you put chairs all the way around. Round it, so two rows. Yeah. You could actually... A really small gathering. We should... That's not a bad idea for 2024. Yeah. Maybe towards the end of the season. We could have a live show. A live show and okay. get 20 punters in here. Well, Nicola would be up for it. And Kyogo playing far deeper seems to suit me as a Rangers fan because he's pish now, she says. C-H-R-M-C-A. <laughs> um, Stephen spitting the dummy at the thought of Jambo Bear winning the quiz was brilliant. Jambo Bear definitely gets the harder questions. Exactly. See... The one and only Gail B. I think I would rather have heard the subway story again from you than that version of what happens when he drinks tequila. That was terrible. Uh, now for the journey of David Hutchison. What was wrong with licking salt off my friend's nipples? I don't know. Well, that's what they're getting at because of my tequila story. The David, last time I drank tequila, I licked salt off my pal's nipple. Let me tell you about David Hutchison, right? Who he, is he? He left three comments on our YouTube page last week and it was quite a journey, okay? Oh, okay. The first comment was Owen whoever he is. That'll be me. Don't watch it. Pish. So I think he was recommending maybe Owen. Oh, Owen. Owen. Yeah. Somebody called Owen. Owen. Don't watch it. Pish. Right. Like, that was, that was oh, his, right. okay. that was his uh, review of the podcast. Uh, he then commented a few minutes later, you don't get my support on this pod for fuck's sake. Right. 
And then he said, a few minutes later, actually, lads, quite like the pod. Definitely will be watching that again. So thank you very much, David Hutchison. And you can that get was in touch. the space of a few minutes. Space of a few minutes. We won them <laughs> over. So uh, you can leave your comments on YouTube at Big Football Scott as well. Wait, and t- you can wait, wait, wait until he sees my happy dance. Oh, totally, yeah. I love that. Um, so it's time for this week's chart rundown and find out where we are across the world in terms of the world charts. You can count me in, you and Cameron. Okay, here we go. We've got some um, Paul Hardcastle and the Wizard chart music from early Top of the Pops in the 1980s. Here we go. Wait, wait. Go. Let's start with the UK chart. We are in at number 39 this oh, week. Oh, we went up. Australia, 32nd biggest football podcast in Australia. We're more popular in Australia than we're in the UK. Apparently so. In China, we're remaining steady at 243rd. New Zealand, we're 116. Turkey, we're in the top 30. What I mean, a result that is. We're I, big in Turkey. Oh, uh, in Christmas week. Exactly. Turkey. Exactly. Get in the UAE, we're 71st as well. But I tell you what, our highest ranking position for the second week in a row. Hello to all our listeners and viewers in the Cayman Islands. We are the seventh biggest football podcast. The seventh? Seventh. In the Cayman seventh. Islands. Zero Hello, seven. Cayman Islands. Hello, Cayman Islands. Thank you. Uh, so thank you very much. That's our chart rundown uh, for this week. Can, right. Before we go any further, I know that um, Stephen has alluded to it already, but I have been struggling with a, a sore throat I mean when I swallow it hurts do you know what Joe you had that feeling when you swallow it's like you're swallowing uh, nettles yeah right so I've, I've not been feeling great I've got a blocked up nose and I've got a bit of a head cold as well and then Stephen said to me on Saturday he goes I know what will fix that and he said it was tea and honey now I'd never heard of this remedy ideally before. with a lemon in it as well well, I didn't do that. No, because I didn't have a lemon to hand. But he made me one, and um, it was nice, mm-hmm. and I supped it down. And I felt a bit perkier afterwards. You've got you to did. admit, we're yep, working together. Yep. And then I had a couple more over the weekend, and I'm feeling better mm-hmm. with the lemon and tea, sort of the honey and tea than I would with a lem sip. Yep. Because lem sip's just full of God knows what. Yeah, really. so thank you, I mean, you, I'm not Stephen. one of these sort of like Holland and Barrett people. Like, no, but, but no, thank you. Yeah, so I, think, if, I think honey genuinely does it's, work. It's, it's, it's this time of year where you will suffer from... If you've got any remedies for you over the next... No, I don't need yeah. it because the honey and the teas work for me. Okay, so well, what I'm doing here is putting out a public service by suggesting that yeah. you also try honey... And tea, and as you, I, I would add a lemon in dash, as well. Dash a lemon, or would you just drop a lemon in it? I mean, not a whole lemon. Half that would, a lemon that would be insane. No, probably just a lemon. A quarter. Slice, a lemon slice. A would slice, do. like we yeah. get in a, a drink. Yeah, I would do. And would drop go. it in with the skin and all. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, it worked for me, so that's what I'm recommending for you. If you're suffering with a lurgy at the moment, ahead of Christmas, you want to get better for Christmas. Yeah. Get yourself some honey, tea, and a slice of lemon. Not a quarter. Not a half. But a slice. And that will get you right for Christmas. Excellent. Football? So, um, football? Um, oh, it's what a weekend. Yeah, we can. Where do we start? Uh, let's start with the Bear part of the Jamble Bear because it was a League Cup final yesterday. Congratulations to Rangers. Uh, first silverware of the season handed out. And they obviously beat Aberdeen by a goal to nil. James Tavernier with yet another important goal in an important match. And that means that Philippe Clement is unbeaten in his first 15 games and he's won his first trophy as Rangers manager just two months after being appointed at Ibrox. So I think we can all agree, deserved win for Rangers. Poor uh, game. Poor, poor game. Uh, without getting all Derek Adams about it, we'll get to that a little bit later on as well. But I will say this. 
and Bill Leckie at the Scottish Sun, who I've known for a number of years, and he used to be a guest on the football phone-in that I did with Alan Ruff. Was that on Real Radio? The Real it? Radio football phone-in. Mm. I was um, the host of that show. Alan Ruff was the... This is the offer. Real Football Phone-in. With you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. And Bill Leckie used to be a regular on the show because the Scottish Sun sponsored the football phone-in. Mm-hmm. So Bill Leckie would come in at least once a week. So I like Bill Leckie, right? Um, I don't always agree with the things that he says, but he suggested that Derek Adams might have made a point because of how poor the League Cup final was. And I was really pissed off at his analogy. Tell me any cup final in world football that's a standout game. The Gen- World Cup final. Well, 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 see, you say that. Up until Mbappe scores the first goal, it was one of the worst World Cup finals ever. I don't no, think no, they were 2 0 up in Coaston. Were right, so you just stopping the match? No, then. no, no, no. What, right. But I'm saying, in a in a general sense, your Champions League finals, your playoff Liverpool finals versus AC Milan. Right, you're picking out. Against, well, you said you're, name you're going, any match. So right, I'm naming matches. Right, you're going to get some finals. anomalies, like the three-two game Rangers versus Celtic, the 1991 Cup the final, the UEFA Cup final between Porto and Celtic. Right. That was quite a dramatic game. Uh, Dundee United versus Motherwell Cup. Uh, there are yeah. the, there, there are that was, the exceptions. Another good one as well. There there are the exceptions There's to lots the rule. Of exceptions that there there the is rule. the exception to the rule, but generally speaking. Games that have got a lot riding on it are not very good. The semi-finals are normally better than the final. So for Bill Leckie to use Derek Adams' outburst to prove a point, or that Derek Adams might have a point, I thought that was poor from Bill Leckie because he's an experienced football writer and I thought he was wrong to suggest that Adams might have a point. And we'll get to the Adams yeah. stuff shortly. Just, so just, just, on, just on that very quickly, I think, and we'll get, the, get to Adams in just a wee second, but um, I think it's important to separate these two things. Yes. You, you can have poor quality football matches that are very, very entertaining. True. And you can have really, really high quality teams going up against each other. For example, you know... Liverpool Man United yesterday. I mean, Man United being a high-quality football team is a bit of a stretch, but I was going to say Arsenal versus Man City earlier oh, on this season. So bad. Probably one of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I think it's important to separate that. But again, we'll get to that. Let's concentrate just a wee bit on the final. So can I just say, Bill Leckie, if you're listening or watching this, you're bang out of order. I thought that your, your, your editorial was wrong. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm sure Bill will be back in touch. Um, James Tavernier with a goal. Another big goal for him. Aberdeen... Pfft, I mean... They played for a draw. They did. They huffed and puffed. They defended pretty well first half. Limited Rangers, um, particularly well, first half. But as soon as... Like, when Tavernier scored, the goal was coming. Yeah. Like, Rangers had been putting on a lot of pressure. Again, Kelly Roos maybe had, what, two, three saves? Something three, like that. He had a free kick. He had the one from Dessers. And maybe the one in the first half for Seymour yes. as well. Yeah. He's right. Um, so he had two or three, but he wasn't overly troubled. There were, no. sa- there were saves you, you were probably... Expecting yes, them to make totally. Um, so Aberdeen probably would have been fairly happy with that. Then they made a couple of subs, and I think that you know they brought Duke on and stuff like that when it was nil nil. Yeah. And I thought, you know, Barry Robson's obviously thinking this is going to plan. We'll bring Duke on, maybe try and catch them on the break, sort of thing. Um, wasn't to be for Aberdeen Rangers. Um, in the end, the pressure paid off. Yeah. But then as soon as Rangers scored, Aberdeen started playing, playing football. They start playing between the lines. Yeah. And I, I think from an Aberdeen fan's perspective, right, they will look at that game over the 90 minutes and think, we didn't need to turn up. Mm-hmm. 
and we've gone to Glasgow and shat it. Mm-hmm. Because they have. Now, I know that there's Aberdeen fans out there who are screaming for the rooftops that there should have been a penalty in the first half for Cantwell on Carterman, and we'll get to that shortly. Um, there's also um, talk around the challenge on Duke for that from, scramble from in Butland, the box yeah. from Butland. And again, we'll get to that very, very soon in VARWTF. But Aberdeen turned up, their game plan was to get to penalties. That's what it looked like. That, that I mean, it was such a low blow. Don't you think and that's yet, strange, but, given they, what, that Aberdeen have taken four points already from Rangers this and season? And been in their faces. And and, and, no, and no, and they could even see yesterday. You can get at Rangers. But the thing is, what I couldn't understand, right? So we were watching. I was there. I was mm. in the main stand with Jamie Langfield, cut winner in 2014 with Aberdeen. So we are right in the middle of the pitch. And both of us are sat there going, they're sitting way too low with Aberdeen. So what was happening is that they had Miofsky and Sockler up front occupying the centre halves. But the gap between those two in the midfield was so vast that there was no way the midfield were going to get up and support them whenever the ball was hit long. So but there was no chance to play between the lines. They were sitting far too deep. And when you look back at the game at Pataudry when they drew 1-1, from the get-go, from the first minute, they were on top of Rangers. They were piling the pressure on. They should have done that yesterday, and they didn't. They were like as if they were saying, Rangers, you have the ball. Let's see what you're made of. Let's see if you can break us down. This is a cup final, for fuck's sake. This is a chance to get silverware. And they've gone to Glasgow trying to stifle Rangers to try and hit them on the counter or get a set piece and, and maybe win it that way. Where I think is though Aberdeen with players like McGrath, who I really recommend and I really like. Jamie Langfield was raving about him yesterday before the game. Knew him at St Mirren mm-hmm. before he went to Wigan and all that. You've got Clarkson, who I rate as well. You've got Miofsky, who's a proper goal threat. And Sockler, who's good in the air. So they've, they, they had the ammunition to cause Rangers problems. And, and I'm sorry, Aberdeen fans, but you're moaning about decisions that didn't go your way. The biggest problem was Brady Robson. That's your issue there. Your 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 focus should be on him and how he set that team up because he got it wrong. I think that game was there for them. They'd have a better chance had they had a bit more bravery about their play. They turned up at I um, Ibrox. They turned up at Hamden and they shat it. That's the only way I can describe it. Rangers, on the other hand, again, you know, created. Three, four chances, nothing too much. No. Do you know that Aberdeen, but, but, you know that Aberdeen have one shot and goal? I mean, that doesn't surprise me. But that I just, that's me. for a team like Aberdeen but with the, the just, threat just, that they just, carry. Just to turn on the Rangers just for a wee second. Um, you know, they won't care. Oh, no, nobody they, does. Nobody cares how you win a cup final no. as long as you win it. Same with Aberdeen in 2014. They were push against Inverness but won the final. Nobody cares. Uh, Rangers uh, deserve to win. They had the majority of the play. But still... It was not a vintage performance no, by any means. No, and it wasn't a vintage performance because of the way that Aberdeen set up. I thought, yeah, Rain- they did. They did yeah. manage to stifle Rangers oh, they did. quite a and bit. And I thought defensively, first half, I thought Aberdeen were solid without causing much of a threat. But I think Clement, whatever he said in that dressing room at half time, had the desired effect because Rangers came out and they were passing the ball a lot quicker between the lines. First 10, 15 minutes yeah. of the second half. And they Rangers. were getting out wide and were getting the crosses in and Seema was more effective as well. So Clement and what he said had the desired effect. Yes, you're right. Rangers ultimately deserved to win that game. And I think that Clement has done a great job and he's found a gem in Sterling. He's a fullback. Now, we talked about this on the show yesterday, mm-hmm. that Sterling, who is a fullback, 
had moved into midfield against Real Betis, played well in that position when Rangers beat them 3-2. He started there yesterday and he got player of the match. He, he was named in the stadium player of the match. They've found a gem without knowing they found a gem. Yeah. I mean, he looked very, very good. Mm -hmm. And we see when Raskin gets back and Jack gets back, they're not getting in that team because Sterling was that good. Um, I thought Cantwell had one of his better games in the sense that when it comes to a big game, he's not really turned up in many. I thought yesterday he that's probably the best he's played in a game that matters without really doing that much. He's won a, he won a couple of free kicks. I thought James Tavernier does what James Tavernier does. I thought Seema was okay. Do you think the keeper should have done better with the goal? Oh my, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Langfield was with yeah. us yesterday and he was going, yeah, you'll look at that Kelly Roos and think, I could have done better there. But he did... Rubicic was just in front of him, he did, probably. He did, he did say, look, I will defend him slightly because Rubicic throws his left leg at it. Yeah. And because it bounces, it's kind of put Kelly Roos off. So I think it's unfortunate for Aberdeen the way that they conceded that goal. You can't give James Tavernier that much space at the back post. I mean, they were overloaded at the back post. You've got to say that Barisic dinked to the back post with yeah, a great was, cross. Yeah, it was a good, good And it was a good, listen, great finish from Tavernier. Hits into the ground, into the back of net. And then Aberdeen came to life. Yeah. They pushed 15, 20 yards further up the pitch and they created all sorts of problems. You're just thinking, why did you not do that from the first minute? But yeah, well done Rangers. Congratulations. And that's the first step to the treble. <laughs> well, technically, but, uh, yes, but yeah, absolutely. because because let's be honest about it, Rangers have now got it in their hands. If they win their two games in hand, they go top of the table, and Celtic are in an absolute mess. Celtic nil, Hearts two in the Premiership on Saturday. Lauren Shanklin, Stephen Kingsland, the goals. Hearts first win at Parkhead in sixteen years. Um, Celtic hadn't lost a league game at home for one thousand and fifty days before Saturday, and. It was five wins from the last seven for Stephen Naismith, back up to third on the table. Even Santa got booed on Saturday <laughs> at Parkhead. That's how bad it was. Uh, two defeats in a row for the first time since 2013 for Celtic as well. What is going on at Celtic? You and Cameron. Brendan Rodgers didn't look like he cared either. He said, after, he said after he the said match... He said he kind of expected it. Was it something like that? He kind of expected it? Or no, it didn't no. surprise him. That's Bre what it was. Brendan Rodgers is not a stupid man. He's not. Why is he saying that? I think there's 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 probably um, a battle going on behind the scenes politically. I'm also going to throw something out there. I think Brendan Rodgers today regrets coming back. He regrets coming back to and Celtic Park. Is that due to his, what he's saying, his body language? Everything. Just everything about it. He wasn't fully accepted when he walked through the doors. The Celtic fans are having a pop at him now. They're waiting. The Celtic fans have been waiting. They're, they're, they're basically been, they said to him from the moment he walks through the door, you need to be perfect this season because if not, we're waiting to jump down your throat. And that's what's happening right now. And then Brendan Rodgers is now deflecting and, and hinting that these are not my players. This is not who I want to be playing. There's Lager Bielka. They spent three million for him in the summer. Apparently he's up for sale in January. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, there's a wee bit of infighting behind the scenes. I, I can also point out as well, I do think that the lack of the Green Brigade and atmosphere at Celtic Park is also having a negative effect on, on the club. I really do. And if Celtic don't get their arses in gear, they could find themselves being a bit behind Rangers in the race for the title because I think that on Wednesday, Rangers beat St. Johnson that game in hand. They'll be flying. They'll come flying at the traps. 
I mean, Hearts have given him an early Christmas present by beating Celtic 2-0 at Parkhead. Rangers would have looked at that game and would have thought, yeah, Celtic are going to win that. So you've got Rangers who are going to be two points behind Celtic if they beat St. Johnson on Wednesday night, which everyone will expect them to do at Ibrox. Yeah. And then I'm not quite sure what the fixtures are before they play each other at Parkhead. Celtic are at home to Livingston. They'll get three points there. And Rangers are away to Motherwell on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and then it's the old firm. Celtic play Dundee on the 26th and then Rangers play Ross County at home, which again, you would expect expect both teams to... To get six points at six. And then obviously Saturday the 30th is Celtic Rangers. And Rangers will go to Parkhead flying confidence will be through the roof because they've got a trophy in the cabinet and I thought the way that Clement reacted yesterday and his, his after-match chat about the players who won this today, I want that feeling to continue. See that feeling that you got yesterday? Let's get more of that. He said it's like a drug. You get addicted to it. Now Celtic are used to winning and winning loads of trophies and trebles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He wants that for the Rangers team. And I think, see if Rangers had lost yesterday. Oh, it would have, it would have gone the other way. Mm. Completely the other way. But so, now just, Rangers are, on the, are on, the, on the up. Celtic are on the down. And I think right now, right now, we were looking at this morning in the office, Celtic are four to five to win the league with the bookies. Rangers are 11 to 10. See, at the start of the season, Celtic was something like one to four to win the league. Mm-hmm. The, the odds have, have shortened that much that nobody can really split them. And I think it's going to go right to the wire. Whereas we all said at the start of the season, Celtic will win this league comfortably. Now, they still might do. Well, about, <laughs> I mean, what, what we're talking about six weeks ago. Which, Aye. You know, like the Wait, table can, looked very see, different. See, before anybody, a few people did at the weekend, right? When Hearts beat Celtic 2-0. A lot of people reminded me of a tweet that I put out in September. And my tweet was, the league title is over. Congratulations, Celtic, and winning the championship Mm 23-24. And a lot of people reminded me that I said that. But I wasn't the only one that was saying that, as you say, six, seven, eight, nine weeks ago, because everybody in their dug thought, this is done. And I also can also go back to start the campaign. I said to you, this is a huge season for both Beal and for Rodgers, and one of them will not survive. One of them will get sacked at the end of the season. Well, You could find yourself in a position where both managers who started the season might not see out the season. Mm-hmm. Because see if Clement continues the way that he's going, Rodgers won't see out the season. If they get ahead of Celtic, and they get three points ahead, four points ahead, if they get a result at Parkhead... Even a draw. So just even to cl- a draw. Just to clarify the situation, Celtic have two games. Uh, sorry, Rangers have two games in hand uh, over Celtic. They're five points behind. Obviously, if they win those game in hand, which is Hibs and St Johnston, they will go above Celtic in the table. So as you say, it's in Rangers' hands now. And of course, they play each other on Saturday, December the thirtieth at Parkhead, uh, half past twelve. And just 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 that. to pick up on some of the detail that game on Saturday, and I, I watched the extended highlights of it. That's as poor as I've seen Celtic. I don't think they were great at St. Johnson. There was no no imagination. There was no creativity. He made three subs at half-time as well. Do you you know what? He was bang on the money. I felt sorry for Callum McGregor. It was a one-man show in there. He was trying to do everything, and he was, and, and I felt desperately sorry for him. Some of the players look a shadow. Alistair Johnston? What's happened to him? I mean, you said it. How many times have you said it? I've just never been really convinced by him, and then obviously they're bringing on uh, Andy Ralston no offence to Andy Ralston 
I, I don't think he's the sort of level lively player. Yeah. I, I just think d- defensively they look so poor. And the way they're playing doesn't suit Kyogo. We've, no. We spoke about that last week. But defensively, they look so poor, so feeble. Um, and there you are, Lager, Lagabielka getting sold in, in January, apparently. Uh, Navrocki, who they spent four and a half million yeah. on or whatever it is. Um, Holm is nowhere to be seen. Uh, where is he? After getting sent off away in Rotterdam against Tilio, the guy they got from Australia? Like, somebody put up, it was £20 million worth of signings. And none of them. Not one of them has had any impact whatsoever. But that's that's Rogers going. They're not good enough. So it's going to be a big January transfer window, I think. For I Celtic. think, as I said it last week after the defeat to Kilmarnock, it's a blessing in disguise. I think, and this is where Rangers need to be fearful. If Celtic decide to pull out the checkbook, which they can, they've got money in the bank. We all know it, and they go for it, and they sign a couple of. Quality players. Now, I know the January transfer window is not the best window to be making quality signs because nobody wants to use their, lose their best players. But if they do go for it, then you'd put Celtic red hot favourites to win the league. Hearts, on the other what hand. A, what a performance. This time last week, you were sat here wanting Stephen Naismith sacked. Oh, no, he's getting a knighthood now. So he wins on Saturday, everything back to normal. You're not sacking him this week. Oh, definitely not sacking him this week. So I, would you say that there's something fundamentally right at Hearts just now as opposed to something fundamentally wrong? Well, off the back of what happened on Saturday, um, he got his tactics spot on. So he, It was a great performance. There's something and fundamentally right at Hearts. Yes. Say, say it, Ewan. Y- yeah, there, say it, it, Ewan. As it stands right now, there's something fundamentally right at Hearts. Okay. But there was... AGM yep. before the game against Celtic and a lot of Hearts fans were upset with Naismith at the AGM they were sat there in front of McKinley and Budge and all that and saying we're not happy with the style of football we're not sure what Naismith's trying to so do so they were saying there was something fundamentally wrong they were they, yeah like what despite I was the, despite the fact of looking at the results something's fundamentally going right at yeah this moment we're third in the league third in the league get in oh can I just finish off this wee bit well we happy Dan's go and get my music mate get my music above Get above my music. St. Mirren for the my, first time this season. Happy dance, just to finish this bit about Celtic and Hearts. Give me my music, man. Come on. I'm standing here dancing like a tube. By the way, Rangers, you're welcome. Hearts done your wee favourite the weekend. Clap with me. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yes, Move on to the other games. Quite the Jambo Bear weekend. Um, let's rattle through these. So Livingston, Colmar- See, before you go any further, I was at Hamden yesterday, right? Well done to both Aberdeen and Rangers fans. An electric atmosphere. It's one of the best atmospheres I've heard in a long time. Super. Well done to both sets of fans. But, but they made a colourful, joyous, exciting start to what we thought was going to be a breathtaking game. The crowd and the, the, the fans were better than the game. But they had pyro. Did, like, was there not pyro? Looked spectacular. Was there not multiple casualties? No. Uh, people getting carried out no. and all the rest of it. Hospitals overflowing. No, with... no, no. It, was, it added to the atmosphere. Yeah. It was, well, it was br- well done to both sets of fans. Who'd have thought it? Uh, Livingston now Kilmarnock nil. So Livingston only one point from their last 24. Eight without a win. Late penalty miss from Bruce Anderson as well. Five points adrift at the bottom. And they haven't scored in 590 minutes. Say Livingston. that again. Livingston haven't scored in 590 minutes. So How many games is that? Uh, that is uh, quite... quite <coughs> well, they're eight without a win, so you do the maths. Five times 90, that's four or five. That's, I would say... Mm, 
Six games, maybe? Six games without a goal. Maybe. Is that <laughs> I'm not sure. That's the maths off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, Kilmarnock, uh, they'll be happy with an away point. Keeps them in the top six. Livingston, uh, as I mentioned, five points adrift. Elsewhere, we'll come back to Ross County, Dundee. Uh, St Mirren, nil. Motherwell, nil. Motherwell, still not won. They should have won. Since the 3rd of September, 14 matches without a win. They should have won. And they failed to score a first-half goal for the 15th time this season. They were through on goal... One-on-one one with the keeper three times. Mm. The keeper's done well for St Mirren. They're only, that's their only second clean sheet of the season. The boy Bear up front for Motherwell had yeah. the best chance through and goal. Fair play to the, the St Mirren keeper. He's done well to save it, but he's got his score. Motherwell will be kicking themselves for no win in that game. St Mirren as well. Obviously, their home record has been pretty decent. Still, unbe- well, not unbeaten, but, you know, they didn't get beat on Saturday, but, yeah. you know, they, they're looking at these matches thinking that's three points going to miss. Elsewhere, St Johnston won Hibs nil. Graham Carey with the goal, and it was a cracking goal. It was really poor defending, obviously, by Hibs when it was played out straight to What Graham a Carey. goal that is! But a great a cracking finish. 14 points from eight matches since Craig Levine came in, and uh, they only took four from their opening nine. Talking so. to St Johnston, um, yesterday when I was at Hamden for the game... Uh, the, the good, the bad and the ugly of Scottish football were there, Scottish football media. And um, met Ellie Barber. Mm-hmm. So I got chatting with Ellie Barber and also former producer of the show, producer Callum. Producer Callum is there, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ellie's a St. Johnson fan. She is, yeah. So we were talking about St. Johnson and Craig Levine and she's de- she was delighted with the appointment of Craig Levine because she felt as though the club needed experience in there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sh- sure about the appointment. You weren't no, sure, she's about, sure about the appointment. Uh, so she's over the moon with the way things are going at St. Johnson just now. She said that it was there... It just needs somebody to come in there and galvanise yeah. it again. I mean, and he's, he's, go, he's going to keep St. Johnson in the Premiership, which is his remit. So yeah. that, that's what happened. Finally, Ross County now, Dundee won, Joe Shaughnessy, very, very late goal, bundled home, wild celebrations in the away end. And I think it's about time we remind ourselves of Derek Adams' comments after that defeat against Dundee. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen. It's just, I've been back here and I see the standard and I think, wow. Any chance? If I'm a spectator and watching that today, I'm thinking, is this what Scottish football's about? It needs to get up its game. And the standard's rubbish. And uh, it really is. Uh, You know, the quality for a supporter to go and watch the games, to see uh, passing movements, to see chances created, the amount of times the ball's given away, the amount of times that nobody's under pressure, that uh, both teams, any team that I've seen, it's got to be a lot better. Uh, if this is the best product in this division, it has to be a hundred times better than it is. Uh, and if I'm a paying customer at this moment in time, I'm not coming back to watch that, I tell you that. And, um, you know, I've left a team uh, down in League Two that's miles better than this team. Miles. And uh, that's saying something. You know, we had the bottom budget in League Two and we are a hundred times better than this. A hundred times. So, Derek Adams, uh, not impressed with that. A um, couple of things, um, you sort of touched on that a wee bit earlier on. I don't think there's anybody that wouldn't disagree with Eric Adams that the quality of Scottish football is not what it once was. I think compared with 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago... You can it, say that about any league. Well, you can say about like the Premier League, for example. But I'm just talking generally. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying... I, Look I, at Spain I, just now. I don't think you can say about any league. I think in particular... Germany. I think um, that the... I think the Scottish football is it's not high quality. He's at the bang moment. out of order, Stephen. Oh, no, 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 wait there, wait there. Um, but I think you need to separate those two things. As I said earlier on, you can have some games 
that are not maybe... It's pleasing on the eye. It's two teams that are as pleasing on the eye, but they can be cracking games. They can be full of excitement, full of incident, full of... And I think Scottish football has that more than most, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you look at that championship game a couple of weeks ago on the Friday night, Wraith Rovers 4, Partick Thistle 3. Great game. A great game of football. But looking at that, it was riddled with mistakes. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much quality passing going but on. But added to it. Exactly. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that it makes the product poor. Yes. I hate using that term, but it's the only way I can sort of describe it at this moment. But I do think this would have had a wee bit more credence and a wee bit more credibility if it hadn't been just after his team had lost a 96-minute uh, winner for Dundee. Um, yeah. Had he come out a couple of weeks ago when they beat St Mirren 1-0, scraped a 1-0 against St Mirren and said, that was rotten. We really need to do something about this. It would probably carry a wee bit more weight. And also... Morecambe, I'm sorry, but um, Morecambe are not 100 times better than the two teams on Saturday. No. I, th I think Scottish football has some problems um, in terms of quality. I think that's probably a bigger discussion for just now. Um, but Derek Adams, that just smacks of a wee bit sour grapes, even though I do think there's a, there's a hint of truth in what he's saying. Derek Adams on Saturday is trying his level best to take my crown of King of the Fuds. <laughs> and if I'm his chairman, if I'm his boss, I'm sacking him on Saturday night. He's thrown an entire club and that team under a bus. And not only has he done it to his team, his club, his chairman, his fans, he's also thrown Scottish football under a bus. Derek Adams, you don't like it? Piss off. Get out. Leave. Go back to Morecambe if you loved it that much. And I hope that he regrets what he said. Because I think he was buying out of order. And if I'm the guy that's in charge of him, I'm pulling him into the office and I'm giving him hell for leather and I'm telling him to go out there and apologise. Because he needs to apologise not only to his players, to his fans, to his club, but also to Scottish football as a whole. Because you know what he's actually just done? He's put a target on the back of Ross County. So when he turns up to play Derek McInnes, oh, you think we're pish? Do you? That's, that's, that's every team's um, um, team talk ahead of playing Ross County in every game now till the end of the season. He thinks that you're shite. He thinks that you're pish. He thinks that you've got no quality. Go out there and show that muppet what we're about. Ross County could find themselves getting dragged into a relegation battle now because of him. I mean, they're already in No, but do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, proper, yeah. like, dragged into it where they could be bottom two because he's just put a target on their back. The guy is a plank. And to sit there and suggest that Morecambe of League Two, mid-table League Two in England, is better than what's up here. Go and have a word with yourself, mate. Move on. I don't like speaking with that plank. I did my head in that. So just to play devil's advocate. No, it's not devil's advocate. No, 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 I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you think he was completely wrong in everything that yes. he said? Yes. Listen, do you think Scott... No, 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 no
The fans there's will think what they think. But there's lots if, of people who agree with Derek if Adams I'm Steve, and think, if and think that Scottish football's really If poor. I'm Stephen Naismith, Derek McInnes, if I'm Kettlewell and all these managers, I'm looking at Derek Adams going, really? You think we're shite? You think our product's shite? When you turn up at Tynecastle in front of 18,000 fans, yeah, we'll see how shite we are when you pump your 5 nil, you prick. But I hated it. I hated it. We're trying everything that we possibly can to build up our game and talk up our game. And it's really difficult when Rangers and Celtic are so far ahead of everybody else. And yes, we moan and we groan. We've, about... we've spent a lot of this season speaking about how poor Celtic and Rangers have been. No, no, but, but that's just in, in general in regards to them as a football club. Yeah, exactly. Right, so no, no, so no, no, if Celtic but, and Rangers but, are poor, and, and, what does that make everyone and, and else? And I'll sit here and moan about the plastic pitches because I don't like plastic yeah, pitches. exactly. But again, we're taking certain aspects of the game that we don't like. But his sweeping generalisation that Scottish football is as bad. And, to, and, and see if he turned around and says, oh, if it's like um, Leeds of the Championship. He's talk, he was comparing us to Morecambe of mid-table League 2. There was a lot of things in there that I didn't like. And I'd like to think that he regrets what he said. And I do want to move on from it because I'm going to end up saying something. Somebody said to me, because I, I put on a tweet, Derek Adams needs to shut his face. And then somebody tweeted to say, I bet you wouldn't say that to his face. I bet you I would. Put him in front of me right now and I'll tell him I'm going to shut his face. Well, luckily, Derek Adams is here. So, John, Fine. if you could bring in Derek... No, he's not here. Um, do you know what? You don't have the guts to face me. Well, we didn't organise it. No, no, so but he still wouldn't have the like, guts to face me. Um, but I do think... I do think that there's two separate issues here. There isn't. No, no, there is. There is. He's he's made a sweeping generalisation about everything and said it's all shite, which is not true. Correct. There's some amazing things about Scottish football Correct. that we talk about every single week on this podcast. Yes. But that doesn't mean that the quality is great because it's not. I'd, I think if you were to say that the quality of Scottish football is is, is brilliant... Is, is it I better never than, said that. Uh, no, no, no. Is it better than Morecambe? Absolutely. Obviously. But... I'd, I think Scottish football in terms of quality is not in a great place at the moment. That's my opinion. But that doesn't mean it's a poor product. You can still have yes. you can still have poor quality and have exciting things happening in Scottish football. And that's why we're here. And that's why we love Scottish football. Yes, it would be great to have it better. I think there's lots of issues in terms of, you know, we were even talking about this earlier on. The fact that Craig Levine can come back after four or five years out of the game yeah. and just swan into a job and do you know, a really good job at the moment. Yeah. I think that doesn't speak volumes for the quality of the league. And that's no offence to Craig Levine. I think you, the fact that you find a lot of the same people getting the jobs all the time, mm -hmm. that speaks to the uh, quality of the game as well. Also, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday as well. I think in terms of, historically, there's been Scottish football managers right at the top of like the Premier League down yeah. south. There's only one now, which is David Moyes, who's never managed in Scotland. But how many football managers... Just Scottish ones. Do you see in the next five years managing in the Championship down south or the Premier League down south? My guess would be zero. I think I yeah. think there's a bit of a problem there as well. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's separate from just saying Scottish football shy because it's not. Yeah, I think there's a quality issue, and I do think we have fundamental problems. But again, I think that's a issue for a, a bigger time. I think we can both agree. Again, on the 18th of December, uh, just coming up to half past twelve in the <laughs> afternoon that Derek Adams is indeed a fud. But listen, I'm the king of fuds. 
And yeah. mate, you'll never get my crown, but that was, you are close yeah. to picking up that crown on Saturday. Okay, championship at the weekend, and it was a huge match at Tannadice. Over 10,000 there to see Wraith Rovers beating Dundee United by a goal to nil. It was Dylan Easton with the goal, cracking goal it was as well. And Dundee United huffed and puffed and couldn't do anything. So that's their first defeat of the season in the league, Wraith Rovers. Uh, Dundee United, I should say, but Wraith Rovers, listen to this, are five points clear at the top. And Dundee United do have a game in hand. So, is, is there a big title race happening in the Championship, you and Cameron? Well, I didn't think there would be. And I'm still convinced that Dundee United will go on and win the league. But probably not as comfortable as I thought they would at the start of the campaign. Wraith Rovers just, just, are just hang, not hanging in there. 95th minute winner during the week as well against our bro. What was the stat that you gave us last week? I think it's something like they've picked up 21 points from the 75th That's minute onwards. onwards. This season. This season. So I mean, basically, if they stop scoring in the 21st, in, in the 75th, 75th minute, minute, they would be, uh, where would they be? They Take would, 21 points off their, ta- their their score. Yeah, they they would, to be fair, they would still be fifth. But, you know. but, but again, yeah. they, they wouldn't be where they are. They just don't know when they're getting their beat. They've got a good engine on them. They're clearly a fit side. They just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And the winning goal was a cracking goal. It was. And Wraith Rovers are... An absolute dreamland just now. 39 points from 16 matches. Could they do it? Could they do it? It would be quite the story. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, Air United beating Airdrie by a goal to nil. Uh, Dunfermline, unfortunately, losing at home to Partick Thistle. A couple of mistakes uh, for the Partick Thistle goals. Matty Todd pulled one back late on, but Dunfermline remained fourth. And now seven points behind Partick Thistle. The Pars do have a game in hand, though. Uh, Four points clear of Morton, who have just absolutely regenerated over the last wee while. Three wins on the spin. It means they are now fifth in the table. They were bottom at one point to beat Queen's Park at the weekend. Queen's Park who are having an absolute disaster I know obviously their managers left as well um, what's going on there they've spent a lot of money and it's uh, they're not getting much back for it uh, and Inverness won Arbroath too so uh, Jim McIntyre's first win as Arbroath manager away against uh, Inverness is that two defeats in a row for Duncan it's three defeats in the last four actually for not good. In- Inverness so they have stumbled a wee bit but it's all very tight you've got Dunfermline 21 points in fourth obviously you've got the teams at the top then you've got Morton Ayr Airdrie Inverness are both two points separating them and Queen's Park are bottom on 13 so only four points uh, separating 10th uh, to 5th. In League 1, huge game at the top of the table. Hamilton versus Falkirk get finished. Hamilton won Falkirk 3. Producer Don, uh, John, were you there? Were you happy? I didn't make it along to the game because I was Christmas party DJing, but okay. I was delighted, absolutely delighted with the result. Um, I think that sets in a marker. Stephen, I know you always say John McGuinn can't win the big games. There you go. He's finally won a big game. Come back in March. What's, what's the interesting starter in Falkirk being unbeaten? Uh, they, we are the only unbeaten side left in the professional leagues in the UK. Yeah, but you're I, playing in League One. See, I knew you were going to come back that. Uh, see if it was done fair on last season, Stephen, who were also in League One and didn't have the points total that we have currently right now and didn't play as well mm. as we are currently. Who won the now. Who won the league last season? Well, John? I'm just saying, who's just, going to win the league yeah. this season? Uh, can I no. another wee question for you before we move on? What's the difference this year to last year? Quality player, you and we've got player, we've got players that shouldn't be playing at that level. Tom Lang, who was on the books originally at Rangers, was at Wraith Rovers. Brad Spencer, John Spencer's boy, plays in midfield, an absolute baller. And actually, Ross McKeever, who we signed from Aloha, 
he's turned into a really play, really, really good player. And um, Calvin Miller as well, who obviously started his career at Celtic, oh, yeah. playing for us as well. As well. So, so Falkirk, three points cleared at the top, having the played league. a game uh, less. But, I mean, uh, to go away to your rivals and win three-one, that's that's huge. That's a massive. That's a massive statement to make. Yeah, I mean, I'll come crashing down at one point. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, not. Uh, Cove Rangers uh, losing for the first time in a long time on Saturday as well 2-1 uh, against Aloha but they remain in third big win for Montrose went to Kelty in 1-1-0 so they leapfrog up above Kelty into the playoffs Cooney the South um, two wins on the spin for Marvin Bartley after lots of defeats before that so 3-1 winners against Edinburgh City they are up to seventh only what four points of the playoffs as well and 1-1 between Stirling, Arne, uh, Stirling Albion and Annan Athletic so what is happening in the topsy-turvy world of League 2 well that's not for up for us to tell you we have our League 2 correspondent he is the President of the United States he is Mr Joe Biden take it away Oh, ho, holy hell the Warriors have won seven in a row Yes, the Stenny keep the top of the league train running as they beat East 5 to 2 1. Peter Head are still sniffing around though with a win over Jobbing Calls Clyde, and the Spartans in Dumbarton kept their position in the playoffs with wins over Forfar and the Bridey Lovers respectively. Elsewhere, Stranraer went sixth with a win over Bonnery Groves. Well, that's me done for the Christmas holidays. I'm just going to leave Camilla in charge and get mad with it. Anyway, Stephen and Jambo Bear and all the big Scottish football podcast listeners have a great Christmas and I'll see you next time round. Till then, moan the Stenny. See you, Joe. Bye, Joe. Thanks, Mr. President. Thank God, you very I love much. That man. Ah, God, he's I a, love him. It's, it's amazing he takes time out of his schedule to do that. It really is. Like to. Let's go on and discuss some refereeing decisions, shall Ooh. we? La gente está muy loca. <laughs> right, let's start with the League Cup final Rangers versus Aberdeen. So, Cantwell on Garterman. Jesus. I can't even believe we're going let's, to discuss let's, this. let's just spin through it. There's, 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 there's never a pen in a million years. Uh, well, but he pulled the jersey. Yes, uh, he did. Well, listen, can I just say he did pull the jersey, right? But the referee had given a free kick. The corner came in at the near post. Garterman's nearer the back post than he is the near post. And he's given a free kick for a foul on Tavernier at the near post, right? It's, it, it's not even in a debate. It's not a penalty. See if the ball was flighted into the, the middle of the penalty area towards Garterman. Where he was, and that jersey gets pulled penalty, hundred percent. I'm giving you a penalty. Not not an issue with it. It's a penalty. Everyone making making the um, saying, oh, but look what happened when uh, Aberdeen played Rangers at Pataudry and Goldson got that penalty because the ball was there and Goldson was running onto it. There's a there's a huge difference. And Shinny's elbow on Cantwell. How does he not get a yellow card for that? I mean, he did eventually get booked, Graham but Shinny. That, but no, but that, must that have been about his twelfth foul. No, but that one in particular. The yeah. ref. At, I mean, some might even suggest that could have been more than a yellow card because he'd made no attempt for the ball, lifted his arm and smacked right in the back of his head. Uh, Duke taken out by Butland in the goalmouth scramble. By the way, I didn't see that because I was at Hamden, right? I, I didn't see it at the time when it happened, but I've since seen replays. Oh, I think Butland takes Duke out. Like, but, Butland's Duke's got the but, ball. Butland's left leg. Yeah. So, Duke is, is, is just kicked the ball forward. And then Butland's leg comes out, and I think he takes away Duke's legs. I think, I think it's a penalty. I didn't, I didn't think at the time. But no, I've, I've no. seen replays back, and I think there could have been a penalty in there, right, for Aberdeen with a Butland challenge on Duke. 
And do you know why they haven't looked at it? They've been too busy to look at the red card. Yeah. See if there wasn't that what they would, that that word stramash. Yeah. If there wasn't that pushing of each other in the, the in the the penalty area and they fall into the goal, I think they might have looked at that. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do. I think what preceded that has taken the referee's eye off the ball and VAR's eye off the ball and they've looked at Puzzle's swinging of punches and pushing yeah. and possible red card decisions because see when Duke goes down he throws his arms up and as if say penalty, penalty yeah. and then that whole thing happens melee happens I think Rangers got away with one there Okay, uh, Celtic nil, Hearts 2, Kevin Clancy was in charge. Potential handball for to- uh, Toby Sibbett. No penalty. No penalty, nah. award the correct decision. Uh, Livingston, Kilmarnock, Willie Collins, so Stuart Finlay handball. There was a couple of handball shouts within about the space of about five seconds. The first one was very Goldson-like against Celtic. Yeah, it was, two was hands kind of up. up like that, but then the second one, he was out like that. Second Willie one was Collum right. gave the penalty. Uh, Ross County, Dundee, uh, check on Boatang's tackle on Ryan Leake. Uh, didn't come to anything nah. uh, St Mirren Motherwell Stephen O'Donnell handball led to the penalty yeah, I thought he was unlucky it's he's, one of those ones where he's sliding yeah. to block the cross and yeah. it's popped up and hit him in the arm I mean you can't make a sliding tackle with your hands behind your back there was also an indirect free kick given in the area after the player fell on the ball as well yeah. so it was a bit of very strange uh, St Johnston Hibbs so Max Kucharavi uh, headed the ball off Levitt uh, Jaisemi ruled offside though impeding David Marshall yes so, that's the right decision right decision uh, shout for a penalty part elbow and Kucharavi no nah, not having it okay red card rescinded on Venti after a high challenge with a boot now at first you were thinking oh well that's a red card and then you see there is no contact between Venti and I think it's Liam Gordon who's yeah. coming in with the header there's no contact whatsoever and Liam Gordon's down holding, holding his, face his face and everything and I didn't even think it was a foul no it was Liam wasn't. Gordon put his head down yeah Venti's foot is high but he's he's you know he's not showing his studs he's won the end. ball he's won the ball do you know what I found remarkable so the referee goes to VAR he rescinds the red card, but he still gives Vente the yellow card. Ludicrous. He, he should have booked the St Johnston player yeah. for simulation. Yeah. He 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 tried to cheat the referee to get Vente off, mm-hmm. and he should have booked him. And I thought that was a really poor decision from the referee. See if the referee'd gone, it looked at that, I went, "Gee, he's trying to actually cheat me into giving that boy a red card." Yeah. I would have cancelled the red card. I went to Gordon. Went there. You go, mate. Giving a free kick to Hibs. Yeah. Uh, shouts for handball against Chris Kane right at the end as well. Uh, oh, no. No. Okay, no. right. Fair enough. Okay, right. That is VRWTF done for this week. Let us move on, shall we? The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay, so time for Start, Sub, Sell, our version of Snog, Marry, Avoid. You need to decide which one of the three players you would start, which one you'd have a sub and which one you would sell. However, last week we did something a wee bit different. Oh yes, we did. We did. Which one of these films would you start, sub and sell? Home Alone. Elf and yeah. Muppets. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, James Sanders says, Home Alone, Elf, then Muppets. So, he's starting Home Alone, he's subbing selling Elf the, he's and selling, selling the Muppets. The Muppets. Uh, and, and then watch the greatest Christmas movie of all time, which is Die Hard, not getting into that debate. Uh, Graham says, uh, start the Muppets Christmas Carol, sub Elf and sell Home Alone. Controversial. Very controversial. Strike Me Blue says, start the Muppets Christmas Carol, sub elf, sell Home Alone. They should have stopped at the first one. The last ever Home Alone should be Kevin and his imaginary pals having an empty. I mean, I did. I, I'm not taking the franchise as a whole, Home Alone, just the first Home Alone film. Right. Yeah. So, like, Home Alone 2. Home, Home Alone 2 is good. Lost in New York. Great film. I, I think it's not bad. 
I mean, obviously, they've got like three and four, which are obviously probably straight, but it's, but it's straight, even, to, straight to DVD. Yeah, side. but it wasn't Kevin McAllister. It wasn't Macaulay exactly. Culkin, some other so, wee kid. I think, I think Stripey Blue, you've maybe misread yes. the, the brief here. At no point did he say Home Alone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, no. or 9. It was just about just the original. Just Home Alone 1. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ek Bear says, Start Elf, Sub Muppets, and Sell Home Alone. Why are so many people selling Home Alone? It's an overrated pile of shite. Home Alone? Ek, but I, I mean... Okay. I think it's one of those classic Christmas movies. Um, Stuart says, start Love Actually, uh, sub Home Alone and sell Ewan's opinions on Christmas films. <laughs> uh, John Beasdale says, start Home Alone, best Christmas movie out there. Uh, sub Elf, excellent movie, but not as good as Home Alone and sell Muppets Christmas Carol. Never seen it. Uh, I would recommend it. It's a good film. It's a good uh, movie. Ross says, start Home Alone. Kevin would be a perfect uh, lone striker. Uh, sub, sell, uh, sub Elf, I should say, bring Buddy on for the extra energy. And sell Muppets. Simply don't need Muppets in my team. Big Mo says start Home Alone, Ben Shelf, and sell the other ones. I've never heard of it. How have you never heard of the Muppets Christmas Carol? What are people on? Uh, Dave says start the Muppets Christmas Carol. Best Christmas film. Sub Home Alone and sell Elf. Um, so I had to listen to Will Ferrell scream Santa every 10 minutes and now I can't stand the film. Something to do with his work. Graham says start Home Alone, Sub Elf, and bin the Muppets because it's shite. <laughs> uh, Swigalot says sack the three of them and watch Die Hard. Boring. Shite patter. Not what we asked you and uh, what we'd gone for did we have a definitive sort of well, result I, I, in that by the way I think the definitive result in that is that Home Alone is getting sold yeah and I think that Muppets Christmas Carol might just be the one that you start and you sub Elf okay actually looking at it that was just a selection of the responses that we got it's actually start go on Home Alone okay no is it really okay sub Elf nah. and sell them up. You're only Christmas doing that to Carol. piss me off because I chose yeah, Muppets I, Christmas Carol. And I, I, I wasn't a huge like Elf annoyed me. Will Ferrell can annoy me in films. I, I like Step Brothers. Do you not like Elf? It's not my favourite. Santa, so, I know him. I know it's a bit annoying. Um, I, I like the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's, it's a good so film. good. Michael right, Caine. Right, okay. So next good. week's contenders. Since this time next week, it will be Christmas Day. Obviously, we won't be here. No, I'll be um, having dinner. Exactly. So that brings us on to our start sub sell. So, will you start turkey <laughs> sub pigs and blankets or sell roast potatoes? Oh, Tur- Stephen. Turkey pigs and blankets and roast potatoes. Start sub sell. It's a Christmas special. Turkey, pigs and blankets, roast potatoes. That's your choice for next week at Big Football. Scott, that is where you get your comments in on that. On YouTube, you can leave them as well. What are you thinking then? Right. See, when it comes to roast potatoes, it has to be real potatoes. None yeah. of that, none of that Aunt Bessie Pish. What I'm what I'm talking is your ideal roast potatoes yeah or not just, it has to be the roast potatoes that you love love the ones that you want you want pigs in blankets the best best pig, the best bit of turkey you've and ever the had the best bit of turkey we're not talking about in general we're yes. talking about what it is to you to you so for me soon it comes to roast potatoes the real roast potatoes are real tatties and not the stuff you buy frozen and you yep. throw into an air fryer or whatever it has to be the real potatoes crispy on the outside fluffy in the middle I mean, I just love a decent roast potato. So There's you, are nothing you starting better. roast potatoes? I'm starting roast potatoes. Starting roast potatoes. Roast potatoes with a wee bit of salt and gravy. Oh, my God. I'm actually drooling at the idea of it. A week today, okay. I'll be scoffing hopefully the best roast potatoes I've ever had in my life to the point where it's quite orgasmic. Okay, cool. I do love a roast potato. Okay, so that, that leaves either subbing turkey... Uh, 
uh, and selling pigs and blankets oh, or vice versa? I'm s- selling turkey. You're selling turkey? I'm selling turkey. The integral meat in a Christmas dinner yeah, traditionally, I'm it. you're selling it. I would, I would happily have roast potatoes and pigs and blankets with a wee bit of gravy. Okay. So, yeah, I'm selling turkey. Okay. Um, I'm going to go start pigs and blankets. I think they're phenomenal. They but, are unbelievable. But I find them quite sickly and quite salty. Oh, no. I can, like, have four or five, six of them. No. I are are have, you talking I, the I, wee ones? Yeah, the wee ones, yeah. Aye. I could have about 20. Um, so I'm starting pigs and blankets. Are you dipping them in gravy? Or are you no, having them on their own? No. Probably just on their own. Um, I'm then subbing roast potatoes, because I'll, like you, Aye. love roast potatoes. Dipping gravy. Oh and unfortunately, God. that means turkey has turkey. to be sold. So we're both selling turkey. We're selling turkey. What about you, producer John? Pigs and blankets have got to start for me. Have they? Yeah. Yep. First, Tur- name, first name on the team sheet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> first name on the team sheet. And then I'm going for a turkey for the sub and selling the roast tatties. So you're selling roast tatties. Interesting. Mm. Okay, well, okay. it's up to you. At Big Football, Scott, uh, get your shouts in. We will do it in, what, a couple of weeks' time, whenever we're back. Can't remember when we're back because the next week is um, it's New Year, New Year's Day. We're back when we're back. We're back when we're back. We've not even decided yet. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, we usually call Jose at this time, but unfortunately, Jose is busy. He is busy. We actually um, we tried to get him in the studio did, today, as you well know. Um, but he has something else on, so I um, <coughs> hope he's all right. Yes, exactly. So, unfortunately, Jose will not be here. But we'll get him in the new year. He'll we'll be in in the new year, and we'll find him a girlfriend. Right, it's time for Scottish football's hardest, harder, hardest question. Where are you? There you are. Um, so, after uh, the original Scottish football hardest question, which we discovered was the connection between JFK and Rangers, and that the Secret Service mm-hmm. um, detail that was on JFK's car was a man named Clint Hill, yeah. who obviously played with Rangers yeah. as well, not the same Clint Hill. He scored um, a winner against Celtic. So this one. Uh, we have Scottish football's harder, hardest question. We asked what the connection was between Colombo and Charlie Adam. <laughs> It needs to be the answer in this envelope. So I'm going to read out some of the questions that have come, or some of the answers that have come in. Uh, Richard said, nobody has ever seen their wives. Um, Columbo, the character from the American TV series created by Richard Levinson and William Inc. was inspired and based on a policeman from Dundee called John Fraser, nicknamed Jock the Cop. John Fraser was famous for his raincoat, cigar and shrewd detective skills. Charlie Adam is also from Dundee. Ah. Now. Is that right? No, it's not right. And I know where this person's got it from because my friend Rory that I mentioned on the podcast last week who, obsessed who, who, by who basically lost a weekend of his life to this um, basically tried to cheat and use chat GPT. No! And that's the exact answer that came up on chat GPT. Chat GPT. So it's the incorrect answer. That's not what is written down in And here. Rory used chat GPT as well? He was desperate. He'd gone through everything. He was looking at, you know... Um, swans in Blackpool called Columbo <laughs> and the fact that Charlie Adam played with Blackpool like all this stuff it was me I was getting screedsy stuff Rory what's wrong with you mate um, Gordon go. says uh, Carlos uh, brackets Charlie Varzes aka Brass Adams uh, appeared with Peter Falk in the 1979 movie The In-Laws not sure that really is a connection nah is a connection Paul Hanlon Hey, he was a villain played by Robert Culp in one of the episodes, and I think Charlie Adam came out in the press slagging Hibs captain Paul Hanlon after a cup game a few years ago. How does somebody um, find the information about Paul Hanlon? <laughs> Billy says, is it Machine Gun McCain? Falk played Charlie Adamo uh, in a film 
Uh, I think it was in 1969, it says here. Um, so I love the research that people have done. The answer's in there, and somebody's got the answer. Has somebody got it? One of those is right. Something you've read out? Yes. But none of them sound plausible. Well. Oh, my. The answer is in somebody there. Somebody got it? Yeah. Right. And you, you wrote this down a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's down a couple of weeks ago. It's all in there. No. No. <laughs> so read out the answer. Which was signed the 4th of the 12th, 2023. The answer, Peter Falk, who played Columbo, also played a character called Charlie Adamo <laughs> in the 1969 film Machine Gun McCain. So well done to Billy Ramsey, who Billy was the first Ramsey. person to get it right. Well done, There mate. was a few other people who sort of got it right as well. But Billy, you were the first person to get it right. That is some tremendous, That's tremendous research. brilliant research, that. that. There you go, I'm holding up to the camera. There you go, yep. that was it. 4th of the 12th, 2023. There's the answer to the hardest, hardest, hardest question. What is that? Yeah, the harder, hardest, hardest question. question. So you need to find another one for when we come back. Yes, we will have another one for when we come back, but we need to move on and do some quizzing, shall we? Oh. And a quiz needs a quiz master, and that person is producer John. Please, come on down. Hello. Hi. Hi, John. Hi, John. How are you too? What did I do with my pen? I'm all right. right. Are we continuing with the sort of world theme? No, we're not. We've got oh. a Christmas theme this oh, week. Christmas theme. Because it's the last Fantastic. show before Christmas. Right, so what's the um, score on the doors? Uh, it's 13-5 to 13-5. Oh, right. I need yeah. you in the high. I'm going heads and it's tails. John, what should I do? I'm not going to tell you what you should do. Oh, I want the end of year on a high. Please let me win this. Um... And just think I'll end on a happy dance if I win this. Yeah. I've started the show with a happy dance. I want to end the show on a happy dance. If not, I'm going to march out here angry. Just pick first or second. Um, I'm going to go... First. I've, go just first. I've just realised, John, our pictures aren't behind us. You've still got the Cloud oh, One Super Scoreboard one on. I forgot to switch on. Oh, hold on. Wait there. Can you switch that over? Yeah, just I think like you can switch press it over. Press the button. Yeah, I've just realised there. We've just sat here all this time. Ah, there we go. There we go. Show it. Show it. I need to go over and push the button again. Push the button. That's what you're there for. There we go. How did we only just notice that? Because I I don't know. Anything could have been up there. Could have been anything. We wouldn't have noticed. Right, okay. So you're going first. Ewan, I'm going second. And And it's a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. Very loose Christmas special. Right, for those of you who are new to the show, it's five questions each, like a penalty shootout. And if you want to double your score, you go, Top Ben. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. For a harder question. Right. Right, okay, go. here we go. You and your first up, so here we go. Yeah. Where'd the FC Santa Claus come from? There is a team called FC Santa Claus. Where do they play their football? Can I go second? <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa FC Claus. FC Santa Claus, genuine team. Mexico, final answer. Mexico, final answer. Yeah. Are you like serious? As in, like you know, Santa Barbara and stuff like that. I I see where you were going for it. FC Santa Claus, though, um, playing Lapland. Funnily enough, Ewan, which is oh right, that's a bit obvious. That why don't I just think that? Is that a genuine team? Genuine. Is it? Google it. Yep, genuine team. FC Santa Claus playing. Spelt like as in Santa Claus. Santa Claus, as in yeah. Don't Google during the game. I'm, I'm just double checking this. FC Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. Claus. 
Oh, hi. There you go. So. Right, phone's away, please. Yes, thank you. Wow. Right, Stephen. Yeah. Who did Rocky Santa Cruz join Man City from? Blackburn. Final answer? Yep. I know that. Yeah. Because I sort of knew it anyway. But I was listening to another podcast and Mark Hughes was the guest on it. Uh, And he was talking to you. He was listening to another podcast and Mark Hughes was the guest uh, and Mark Hughes talked about it. He was talking about how Rocky Santa Cruz was uh, such a good player. Do we need it? Do we need need an explanation as to why you know the answer? He he didn't really train though. um, Because his knees were knackered. Okay. There we go. Right, Ewan. Uh-huh. Elfsburg. Oh, my God. What is going on here? Playing which country? Sweden. Elfsburg. Sweden. Sweden. You're going Sweden. Right yeah. answer. Yeah. There we go. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Stephen. Mm-hmm. How many men's professional leagues are in Turkey? Turkey's quite a big country. Yes. It's got a lot of people. It's definitely got a like a Premier League, a Super League. Super League they've got. Yeah. That was Super one of League. our questions last week. Yeah. It? Do you mean just like as in how many leagues? Like, 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 like FL, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, obviously. Premiership and all that stuff. Premiership I'll go two yeah. I'll go two. Two. I think it's only got an A and a B or a one and a two. And Marshall is I was going to say three. Yes. The answer is four. They actually have five professional leagues and one is a women's league there as well. Ah. So there we go. So it's one, one. So is it four men's leagues? Yes. And then a fifth one is a female yeah. league. Got you. So okay. You go. One, one. Oh, ho, ho. let's do it. Right. The, I'll preface this. You're both going to get the next two questions are multiple choice answers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just before Stephen starts moaning. Right, Ewan. Yeah. Which Scottish international was born on Christmas Day? A. James McFadden. B. Gary McAllister. Or C. Archie Gemmell. Which one of those was born on Christmas Day? Why have you given me three? Why couldn't it just be 50 50? Like what it does in fucking Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? They do 50 50. There's four options in Who Wants to Be a you Millionaire. You want to give me fucking three? Well, right, that's I can give you a fourth option. I don't if you want, want bloody four because clearly the fourth one's going to be wrong. What's the point of that? Either do it properly, give me four, or just give me two you for were, 50-50. You just asked... <sighs> Bloody hell. I hope he gets three as well. Yes, he's getting three as well. What was the question and the answers again? Jesus. Which Scottish international was born on Christmas Day? James McFadden, Gary McAllister, or Archie Gemmell? James McFadden, Gary McAllister, Archie Gemmell. Ewan, there's no thinking to this. There's no point. You're not going to know the answer to this. Do you? No, of course I don't. So why are you even thinking about it? Just pick one of them. Like, there's I no- don't know why I'm going to go for it, but I'm going to go with Archie Gemmell. Final answer. Yes. And is it Gary McAllister? That is Gary McAllister. I thought, I yeah. thought it was Gary yeah. McAllister. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I knew that. Right, okay. <laughs> Stephen, a very yeah. similar question. Okay. Which pundit was born on Christmas Day? Chris Kamara, Jim White, or Ian Wright? I think it's Chris Kamara, final answer. Do you want to explain your working? I think he was born on Christmas Day. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that's, my, that's my reasoning. <laughs> 
I don't, again, I don't know why I know that. 2-1? But I've read Chris Kamara's autobiography. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you read Chris yeah. Kamara's autobiography. And I, I don't know where I pulled that from, but I just... that. Well, you read his autobiography, like... so you so No, but he wasn't talking about being born on... There wasn't a whole chapter on being born on Christmas. He must have mentioned it somewhere along the line in the yeah. autobiography. There. So he listened to a podcast that gave him an answer, and he read a book that gave him the answer. I'm well-read This is well like Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, exactly. 2-1, <laughs> right. question four, move it on. Right, okay, Ewan. Darren Rudolph... Played for which Scottish team? Darren Rudolph. Is it not? <laughs> you sure that's his name? Darren Rudolph. It's Motherwell, is it not? What do you think his name is? Like? Is, it not, is it not Darren Randolph? That's what I say, it's Randolph. It's Darren Randolph, but I've just totally messed that up. Yeah. I'm taking that, so it's Motherwell. <laughs> you thought it was Rudolph? <laughs> I don't know why I've thought that. Well, because be, because you're clearly going for the loosest Christmas connections ever. <laughs> anyway, it's Motherwell. Motherwell. Motherwell, I'm taking that. I'm going to have to get Motherwell. There we go. Motherwell. 2 2. Right, so Ewan gets a fucking question. No, 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 no it doesn't matter. Why would you like that in Rudolph? Right, go. He, his, his question for. Taron <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> What an idea. CD Santa Clara, Stephen, playing which league? CD Santa Clara. Which league or which country? Which country? Mexico. Mexico, final answer. Right answer. Yes. And Marshall has saved! Oh! They're in the Portuguese league. Oh! He's, oh, bit, he's going to right. now, is it? No, no, Santa I, no, 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 I absolutely believe you. That's fine. It's just that no, just I, I would, that you, I would believe that you gave, the last one. You pretty much gave you an answer there. No, you didn't. No, because I said he the said, same yeah, as Darren Randolph. Mother- I said yeah. Darren Randolph, Motherwell straight away. Yeah, he did say Motherwell. I did say Motherwell straight away. No, I know. But, I mean, who doesn't know that Darren Randolph didn't play with Motherwell? I'm just well like, read, like yourself. Were you listening to a podcast? Did you read his autobiography? Right, no. carry on. So two, it's 2-2, two, two, final question. Yeah. Oh! Oh! Right, oh. okay. What, what's this? What colour did Rangers play in? Or something like that. <laughs> in what year, Ewan? Wait, I've not decided if I'm going top bin or not. All right, sorry. If it's a, a what year, that's quite a difficult question. <laughs> I'm going to go with the normal question. In what go year? Normal. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's un- luckily for you, it's an multiple choice. Don't worry, Stephen, you'll get one as well. What the fuck? Shut up! What do you mean? You're yeah, it's, it's, you're going well. to get the exact same thing. Come right? on, do it. Jeez. Do it. Do it. And what year was the last Christmas Day game played in Scotland? And what year was the last Christmas Day game played in Scotland? Was it 1974, 1976, or 1981? The last, weirdly, were we not talking about this on the big Scottish football show about games that were being played? Did Steve Cowan not play on Christmas Day? Day? No, former Hibs and Aberdeen striker. Former Hibs and Aberdeen striker, Steve Cowan. If that was the case, it'd be 81. Oh. Oh. If you've remembered that, then fair play to you, because I have no recollection of I that. remember talking to him about it. Give me the years again, mate. 74, 76, or 81. Why would you have 74, 76 close to each other and leave 81 so far away? Nobody knows what producer Don John does. He I just thought it was Darren Rand. Da- he thought it was Darren Rudolph. Darren Rudolph, yeah. Rud- exactly. There was a player called someone Rudolph. Have I just made that up totally? There was a Rudolph Nuriev, and he was a, Dan- a Swan Lake guy. There must be a German player called Rudolph. Oh, I'm so looking forward to doing my happy dance if I can get this right. Rudolph S. 2-2. <sighs> two, two. 
crashed his plane in Scotland. Eagle shot, I think it was actually. Was it? Yeah, Rudolf Hess. Yeah. I was, is it 81? I remember speaking to Steve about this. Then just go for 81. I would go for 81 if I were you. And I'm being totally genuine. I would go for 81. I don't know if that's right though. Just think about Saturdays. John, remember the guy that coughed on Amazon? No, on just, <laughs> just answer the question. If I say the right answer, can you sneeze? Just answer the question. Everybody wants to see a happy dance. They want to be happy for me going into Christmas because they're always upset for me when I lose a quiz. Um, I'm, I don't think it's 81 now. I didn't hear a cough, so that's good. Um, I'm going to go for... 74 final answer. 74 final answer? Yeah. See if it's 81. If it's 81, I'm going to be raging. It isn't. It was 76. Oh, shit. This is for the win for Stephen. I'll just go with the normal question, Okay, right, okay. Stephen, what was funny about 1937's Christmas Day fixture between Charlton and Chelsea? Is it A... The game was called off after they lost the only ball. Is it B, a fan threw a Christmas pudding at the referee? Or is it C, the game was suspended due to fog without one goalkeeper realising? So that's your options again. Was it A, the game was called off after they lost the only ball? These are ludicrous. B, a fan threw a Christmas pudding at the refereeing? Or C, the game was suspended due to fog without one goalkeeper realising? I think it's either fog or the first one. What was the first one again? Remind me. It was they lost the only they ball. They lost the only ball. Uh, it was nineteen thirty-seven, pre-inner war years. It always looks foggy in photographs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go for fog. I'll go for th- I'll go for uh, C. Please be wrong. The game is suspended due to fog without yeah, one goal because it always looks foggy in the photographs. Final answer. Yep. You've got to admit that old photographs look foggy. It was... I actually feel sorry because that was quite an easy question because when you think about it logically, you know, old photographs look, look, look... One goalkeeper stood for 15 minutes down the other end and didn't realise that the game had been called off. Nobody gives a shit. There we go, good fat. 14-5 to me then. Another victory on the quiz to round off the year in what has been a pathetic year for you and oh, Cameron. Shut up. I mean, you've won, what, five and about four of them have been on tie breaks anyway. I don't think you've won one cleanly. Maybe it was when Gordon Dale was on or something. But anyway, yeah, another victory for me. And uh, yeah, lots and lots of festive football. Uh, but we're off because uh, we record the podcast on a Monday, which just so happens that Christmas Day and New Year's Day uh, fall on Mondays. And um, yeah, we're, we're not going to be here, oh, basically. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Have a all great the usual Christmas, stuff. everybody. Have a great Christmas. Bye, love you all. And uh, remember... Clyde Super Scoreboard continues all the way through pretty much a couple of days off and we are on for the big festive football show. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing, Ewan? Sticking the fingers up at you.
right, okay, that's fine. But I mean, listen, we'll be on your radio sometime when the football's on, so make sure you're listening to us or Clyde on Super Scoreboard. Um, and we'll be back in the new year with another Scottish football's uh, harder, hardest question, harder, harder, hardest question, and uh, start sub and all that stuff as well. But that is it from us on the big Scottish football podcast. Have a great Christmas and a lovely new year, and we'll speak to you on the other side. Ewan Cameron departs with his bag uh, like he does every single week, telling me to shut up. So, um, yes, farewell for now. Merry Christmas, everyone. There he is, he's gone. See ya. Bye.